Hello and welcome to The Catalyst. I'm your host, Kanchi Thiel, the founder of Inca Projects. Our mission is to be the catalyst for conversations and businesses that are purpose-driven and stand true to their values. In this podcast, we will speak with experts, change makers and leaders to talk about what the future of business ecosystems looks like. We will talk to those that intend to challenge the status quo and change the way the world at large functions. We hope our discussions and stories inspire you and make you think about how you can create positive change in your life. In today's episode, I will be speaking with my friend, Asit Kalini, who's a strategist and business development executive based in Singapore, focusing on tech and media. He currently leads business development for Twitch across Asia Pacific. Asad has spent the last decade driving the expansion of leading media and tech businesses such as Spotify, WeWork, and LinkedIn across the region. Hi, Asad. Welcome. I'm so happy we are speaking today. Hi, Kanchi. Very pleased thank to be here. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. No, thank you for being part of this podcast. How is sunny Singapore? Singapore is as sunny as always. As you know, nothing much changes here when it comes to weather. Yeah, I I miss it. I miss you guys. Uh, yeah, we miss I you miss, too. And I miss the weather uh, there, especially now. Uh, it's nine degrees where I am, so I definitely oh, wow. miss it right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we we can definitely use a bit of cold hair. Yeah, I'm hoping I can come and visit this year. Yeah, that'd be great. Hopefully, we can all travel soon. It'll be really great to see you again. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's kick this off. Uh, for those of you who don't know, please explain what Twitch is. It's something the way we like to think of it is like Twitch is a place where communities come to participate in their entertainment life. Uh, it was something that started off, actually, I would say like by uh, the founder, Justin Khan, who started mm-hmm broadcasting his life 24 seven uh, on a website called justin.tv. And that of course didn't work. So essentially uh, they started inviting other people and started creating channels as we see channels on YouTube now. Uh, so there were different people trying to live stream different type of content. And eventually they identified gaming as a key vertical where they were seeing quite a lot of growth and they decided to focus on gaming. So yeah, I think I would put it in a way, it's kind of like a social media for Mm -hmm. communities of engaged or enthusiastic gamers as we like to call it. Yeah, Uh, It's kind of like centered around gaming, uh, but it's definitely expanding into a lot of other content verticals as well. Uh, but essentially, it's a platform to build and engage communities. Across different topics, like cooking and uh, anything. Any- and like, okay. Yeah, so I think some of the key verticals, so gaming is the biggest one, uh, followed by that, I think just chatting, uh, okay. as we like to call it. So where you can kind of like think of it as a live talk show where certain creators are talking uh, to their followers or the people who are watching them live uh, with a broad range of topics. Uh, They're cooking shows. There Mm -hmm. are other normal sports shows uh, and many, many more. 
And of course, yeah. music. Music is actually a very fast growing uh, vertical for us, especially thanks to, well, I shouldn't say thanks to, but because of COVID, uh, yeah. when the live music entertainment kind of like shrank. Uh, so Twitch came up as a platform where people could still come together to enjoy live music. Yeah. So let's go back a little bit to gaming in particular. So I was mm -hmm. reading some numbers and it said that between Twitch and Facebook gaming, viewers watched almost 30 billion hours in 2021. That is uh, a staggering amount. That is a staggering amount. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of the content... Mm -hmm. So gaming has seen a massive growth over the last, I would say, decade or so. Uh, yeah. More particularly over the last five years. And then during the pandemic, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it has just grown exponentially. Uh, and they're Gen Z and or younger. Hmm. So, oh, younger. Younger than Gen Z. Like essentially people start engaging with mobile games by the age of 10. So right. yeah. I guess that's still Gen Z. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, from... 10 to 13 to all the way up to, I would say, the younger millennials. Mm. Uh, that's kind of like uh, the demographics which is engaging with esports and it's it's growing massively uh, all over the world. Yeah, so it's, it's more than about just watching somebody play a game. It's about really building community and connection with that person and other people who are engaged in this activity at the same yes, time. Yes, absolutely. There yeah. are professional uh, video games players or esports players. Uh, there mm -hmm. are professional teams. Uh, there are professional leagues. Uh, the teams have massive fan bases and it's like a proper industry with, mm -hmm. uh, I would say, like the sporting merchandises and so a lot of those professional esports player actually become full-time streamers and yeah. coaches and like they have a massive following uh, which kind of like they that's how they kind of like build and sustain their community on platforms like Twitch or any other live streaming platform yeah so the rise of these streaming platforms definitely gives power to creators like you just mentioned uh, absolutely and we see this, you know, new sort of uh, developing sector called the creator economy. Can you expand yeah. a little bit on that? Absolutely. Uh, I think it's a very good question you asked. Like, what is creator economy? And I think it is yeah. something or this phrase as such uh, has started to emerge, I would say, very much over the last decade or so. Mm -hmm. uh, I would actually define it as kind of like a class of businesses uh, which is built by independent content creators or curators or community builders. It's, it's a very wide definition. Uh, it includes people like social media influencers, bloggers, videographers, live streamers. And essentially, they have almost complete independence to express uh, mm -hmm. themselves through the content they create. Uh, I have come across a number where right now, globally, there are over 50 million independent content creators who are actually generating some sort of monetization or earning either fully or partially a living 
by leveraging their content and it has grown massively uh, so there have been like quite of like some of the emerging trends that show up it all works in an ecosystem uh, social mm-hmm. networks play a very big part uh, platforms uh, like twitch or youtube or facebook they play a very big part and then of course there are a lot of monetization tools so uh, that kind of like complete that ecosystem so creators actually move their fans from social media networks onto their own websites or channels uh, and then leverage the monetization tools to mm-hmm. actually earn a living yeah. and then these creators then go on to become founders and they build their own teams and create their own tools and essentially develop if you're very successful you become a brand of your own mm-hmm. and yeah and i think like the massive influence that they have is essentially they are able to build communities very very big communities mm-hmm. and essentially building an ecosystem of their fans uh, where they can actually connect with individual personalities and the dependence on the traditional media industry or the publishers that you'd call like yeah. has reduced quite a lot it's a very interesting stat i read like in a survey that was done in us where when it was asked the primary school kids what they want to be when they want to grow up so about there were more kids who said that they want to be a youtube star than the ones who said that they want to be an astronaut when they grow up wow when so, we were young it was not even an option it was all about i want to be a doctor a well teacher, when we were Well I think the yeah the creator economy as we know it now no. it didn't exist so like if all. you want to no. if you want to make it in a creator gig or in yeah. any fine arts like you need to go through the hoops and <laughs> all the traditional media ecosystem that used to That's exist true. so yeah I think I guess in for our generation it wasn't just a choice so no things yeah. have things have changed quite a bit since we were when we were 10 years old yeah definitely and and i think this is like the step one of um sort of very crucial steps um which is decentralization of power um when we are Absolutely. you know talking about web 3.0 which is the future ultimately that people are saying is going to be the future of the internet is oh, all yeah, the world absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. this is this is a massive step towards that So how can brands leverage these streaming platforms without being forceful, irrelevant and inauthentic, you know, just like there for the sake of being there. So how can brands sort of really leverage these platforms and these creators? I think essentially there there are a few ways, right? So you need to understand the the underlying model of monetization for these creators mm-hmm. that still remains the same. so the way these creators potentially monetize uh, are either their fans or their followers or their community paying them directly uh, which happens in the cases of live streamers uh, mm-hmm. where their community would actually subscribe or actually donate uh, to the creators or the large majority of them actually monetize their content through partnering with brands. Yeah. Now how brands can actually leverage that is you need to understand how deeply engaged these communities are. Mm-hmm. 
these creators have built a lot of trust within these communities and they tend to carry a lot of influence. And what brands need to make sure is you A, need to work with the creators where I would say the vision and uh, of the brand aligns with what vision or the kind of message a certain creator carries within the community. Mm-hmm. And it needs to seem authentic. Uh, and like now the kind of tools they exist, uh, the level of engagements that can be generated is absolutely amazing. I think brands, they need to work with these creators uh, to actually leverage uh, their reach, uh, leverage them to actually build and grow their own communities. So that fanhood or followership of the brands, uh, it's emerging into communities. So they need to change their approach to building their own communities or engaging with these large existing communities mm-hmm. uh, without trying to come across as being too pushy or I would say uh, salesy, uh, if yeah. that's a word we can use here. Yeah, without trying too hard. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah and also hiring younger people to engage in these communities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. like you need to work with people who actually understand these communities. Yeah, yeah, uh, And these communities are becoming, I would say very purpose-driven more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they value diversity, they value principles, they and uh, things like inclusion. Yeah. Uh, so, and I think this trend is going to continue. Uh, so, so it's really important for the brands to kind of like think through what a brand stands for and yeah. align with the communities who have a similar values towards the value and the vision of the brands. Yeah. So, do you think we are moving towards um, these one-stop shop models when it comes to streaming in general? Do you think that's the future or, you know, these self-contained ecosystems where we have everything from music, your financial news to your favorite recipe, everything being served to you at one go instead of going to different outlets or uh, publishers for this, for the same? I would say we are moving in that direction, mm-hmm. but there will always be niches that will exist Uh, the reason i say that is like essentially there's there's an evolution cycle that happens in the media industry where when everything comes under one roof it gives a reason and an incentive for one particular niche to be created because Mm -hmm. there's not enough focus on that niche so i would say if you take an example of youtube versus twitch YouTube is a generic content platform where you can find all kinds of content, including gaming, a very massive uh, gaming communities do exist on YouTube as well. Whereas Twitch stands out mainly for gaming where everything else uh, is just developing right now. Uh, So I think that trend will continue to exist. Uh, There would be certain platforms where certain type of communities will find home uh, whereas other communities will create their own niches i think a pretty good example of 
a very key part of this ecosystem, especially if you look at within the gaming space is uh, a platform like Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where communities engage at multiple levels. And so to come back to your question, I think I don't see it becoming a completely a one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. I think there would be large platforms which will have multiple communities representing different verticals, but there will always be a significant platform of significant sizes representing just one niche, whether it's music or it's, uh, you can say current affairs, politics, uh, or just cooking. Uh, so I think they would coexist. Yeah. And the communities in each of these platforms will be very deep and very focused as well. So I think, yes. yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so let's shift gears for a little bit. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the negative impact of streaming or even social media in general, especially if you use it excessively. I'm keen to know your thoughts on this, especially because you have two young kids. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I do have two young kids and uh, yeah. they are uh, five and seven years old now and they're definitely <laughs> uh, discovering things uh, when it yeah. comes to social media uh, or Twitch, for example, or YouTube mm-hmm. or any other, uh, when we're talking about platforms driving the creator economy. Uh, I think it's part of evolution. Uh, and yeah. as things get decentralized uh, and more and more people have a lot easier access. Uh, so there's like that, I don't want to sound a bit cliche, but like with great power comes great responsibility. So the solution to that is not restricting access, Mm -hmm. uh, but rather managing content, uh, making sure there are uh, moderation mechanisms in place uh, and essentially educating people on what content is the right content for what age group. Uh, These platforms can be misused Uh, But at Mm -hmm. the same time, I think they do a lot, they do a lot more good than the risks they present. Uh, The issues like privacy, uh, inclusivity, uh, I think all these kind of issues are really serious issues uh, and which are uh, being thought about and platforms are becoming more and more responsible. Mm Uh, but if you think of it right again i shared with you just earlier on uh, like right now there are at least 50 million independent creators yeah uh, that number would not have been possible without these platforms so sure. and the plus side to or the positive side to this is there how many more creators will get inspiration from this and produce more amazing content. So just to share my own personal story. So like my kids, mm-hmm. uh, they, they play Roblox online. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's on my part to educate them that, hey, since you're still young, please do not engage uh, in chatting with anyone on the platform. Uh, that you're playing games with unless you know that person personally. uh, There are parental controls in place, which allows me 
to choose which features my kids are uh, allowed to use on the platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think at the same time, it's great for them. Like they, I have seen, I'm really amazed how many things they learn from that. Uh, especially when it comes to kind of like critical thinking, problem solving. Uh, And yeah, like uh, their overall engagement with the content and they've become big fans of Twitch also. We we watch like Roblox streams on Twitch together. (laughs) That's nice. That's a good bonding session. It is. It is. It's absolutely. Yeah. Like I actually had to teach myself how to play Roblox so I can actually (laughs) play, play it with them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and it, i think it exposes them to a world that's bigger than their little bubble as well i think that's very good uh, this yeah, world yeah. that's diverse that is accepting True. inclusive uh that they absolutely not and i think it like now. it's uh it's an overall evolution because one thing i was really surprised like uh in their schools they're actually being taught how to be safe online uh oh. like they actually like they go through these workshops or lessons where they're taught like what are the acceptable behaviors what are the behaviors which could uh, or the indicators which could show like hey this is not acceptable or this is probably riskier so i think the overall ecosystem uh, not just on the platform because as our life become more and more digitized we move towards web 3.0 and metaverse as these kids grow up uh, these things will be normal for them. So yeah. I'm quite happy like how the education system is at least keeping up pace with that, uh, mm-hmm. teaching them like how do you be safe in that environment? So it's not yeah. just stranger danger uh, on the street. <laughs> so we're going to end this by asking a question. I ask everybody, mm-hmm. what is the biggest lesson that the pandemic has taught you? Oh, that's a thinker. That's a really, really good question. Yeah, I think pandemic has been, a, I would say, a great leveler uh, in, in many terms. It has, it has been tough, no doubt. It, mm-hmm. it has been challenging. And, but there are some of the things which came out of this pandemic. And I, I hope we all of us as a community will learn from it and we kind of like stick with it in a post-pandemic world or the new normal uh, or hopefully that comes soon. Uh, Essentially, like the importance of mental health, uh, something I'm really excited about, like especially in the corporate communities, uh, everywhere, uh, people are talking about it. It has become a really important issue. Uh, and I think pandemic has played a very big part in highlighting that. And I would say the lesson personally for me, uh, change is a constant in our life. Yeah. Uh, and this pandemic has shown that at many levels. Because if one thing that has been constant over the last two years or so, that has been uncertainty. That's true. Uh, you you don't know how the living conditions are going to be a month from now. Yeah. Uh, whether you'll be allowed to go to a restaurant, whether you'll be allowed to go to office, whether kids will be allowed to go to school. Uh, so, and I've been amazed like at the ability of humans to 
adapt, uh, come together, adapt. Uh, and I think it's kind of like goes towards like, yeah, we're the whole evolution theory. Uh, for me, it's kind of like a proof towards that. Uh, so like, I think it's a, it's a lesson for the rest of the time to come that uh, yeah. change is going to be constant and we just need to make sure we continue to adapt towards it. Yeah, yeah. And we need to be okay with uncertainty. I think that's been And we need, to, we need to be okay. <laughs> uncertainty shouldn't mean anxiety. Yes, that's for sure. That's for sure. I think a lot of people felt like they lost control in the last two years and that sort of, you know, created a lot yeah. of anguish and which is natural. Um, but yeah, yeah but I think we are learning to cope with it. True. But on the business front, I think uh, because people weren't traveling much or going outside much. So yeah, so that's one of the reasons you had over 30 billion hours watched <laughs> you know, for live streaming. That is true. That is true. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, this has been super, super insightful. Asad. I'm so, so happy that you that you took time to speak with me. And I would say my biggest takeaway is that the creator economy is not a trend, it's here to stay. In fact, it's going to fuel the growth for future innovations. Uh, the community engaged is uh, that's on these platforms uh, is super, super engaged. Um, and for a brand to leverage uh, these platforms, they really need to understand what these communities are about, what the creators are all about, and uh, really understand the purpose and what drives them. So, so I think this has been great. And this yeah, will help you, a lot of people have... that are listening. You have summed it up really well, uh, and thank you so much uh, for the opportunity. It really has been a pleasure, and uh, yeah, I think it was a really engaging and interesting conversation. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you, and everybody listening, bye. Thanks, everyone. Please stay safe. our listeners thank you for your ongoing support do subscribe and follow us on instagram and linkedin and check out our website incaprojects.com if you would like to work with us do leave us a message there once again it's i n c a projects.com we will be back very soon with a new episode on your favorite podcast app have a wonderful day